Hey, welcome into the latest episode of the University of Denver Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the hometown Toyota Store Studios. And uh, we're we're excited this week. We are nearing the end of October and finally, at long last, reunited with Pioneers head men's <laughs> basketball coach, Jeff Wolverine. My name is Tyler Mon. Coach, it's so good to see you. It's uh, We're like four days away from leaving for our first road trip of the season. You and I have seen each other over the last few months, but we get to renew the, the radio show. How are things? Yeah, it's great to see you, Tyler. Great to be back for a third year working together with you. Um, uh, couldn't be happier. You do such a great job uh, broadcasting our games. Uh, can't wait for the season to start. Uh, high expectations. Uh, uh, certainly, we feel we can continue to make progress in our program and just really excited about the team that we've put together. But we've had an exciting offseason, both you and me, Tyler. We have. Yeah. Right. I, first of all, I paid I paid Jeff to say that, that I do a good job. Um, and so I just wanted to be upfront. I like transparency. But no, we did. You uh, you got to uh, have your uh, moment walking your daughter down the aisle. Your daughter got married. Yeah. Very awesome. Uh, and then I was lucky enough that I guilted you into coming to my wedding, which was a month ago uh, yesterday. We're recording this on on Halloween. But yeah, it's been a pretty it's been a pretty big you know, seven months since we last uh, got a chance to work together. So we shared two, or we, we had two joyous occasions in our yeah. lives, and uh, we're ready some for some more this I season. I was going to say, exactly, and let's, about you that know, for a segue? we're five months away from hopefully celebrating, you know, uh, a little trip to to some fun stuff in March. Um, all right, Coach, well, let's let's dive in and talk about this team. Um, it has been a, a really fun offseason to watch the roster that you guys have built. Um, and I got to say, being down at practice over the last few days, this feels like a team that is very well constructed for the summit league, which is kind of its own unique animal. I mean, obviously you've coached a ton of different places and you've been in a lot of different basketball conferences and uh, the summit league is sort of its own thing in terms of roster construction and uh, the way you try to compete against the teams that have been sort of the, the big kids on the block over the last, um, you know, several years and certainly now three years since you've gotten here. Um, but before we start talking about your roster, what was the offseason like? I mean, getting into, uh, you know, building this group for this year, uh, hiring a, a few new staff members. You got two new assistant coaches, new director of basketball operations. Just give us the the breakdown of the offseason. Yeah, extremely busy offseason, Tyler. And and that's the the nature of the game right now. Uh, that's the landscape in college basketball. Uh, the portal opens in uh, in April and um, uh, it, it it's open for two months. And it, it's essentially free agency in college basketball. And, you know, the rules have been changed for student athletes to benefit from their name, image, likeness. Uh, and if uh, they're not happy with their original choice of schools, they can make a selection to go to another school to transfer without sitting out. So rules have changed. And uh, I know from my perspective, we need to adapt and we need to navigate the new rules. And honestly, we need to embrace them. And, uh, you know, we're going to navigate the portal and NIL differently than Alabama does or Purdue right. does. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we're hoping to be a trendsetter in those areas uh, with regard to our peer schools, whether it be Summit League schools or, or uh, similar type schools. So it, it was very, very busy uh, that the portal recruiting um, is just something that everybody goes through right now. We've, we're bringing in seven new players to our program. And um, uh, one true freshman, and uh, we've uh, we've got a couple of graduate transfers uh, who we'll talk about 
Uh, we have some undergraduate transfers. We have some junior college transfers. And like we've tried to do in, in my, what will be three years now, is we, we've tried to look into every area that we can. And uh, we've had an, a presence with international players in my time here, junior college players, and like I said, undergraduate transfers and graduate transfers as well, as well as true freshmen. So uh, we've got a little bit of everything. When, when we ended last season, it, it was a very conscious effort on our part and my part as the head coach to uh, improve our three-point shooting considerably, improve our playmaking and our ball handling. I, I thought those were real areas of deficiency for us, and uh, we feel like we've really done that. I, I think we're going to be an excellent three-point shooting team. Uh, we've brought in uh, a couple of elite-level shooters, and when I say that, uh, th those are guys that we would expect to shoot 40% or better, which is <clears throat> an, at an elite level. Uh, we have some very, very capable three-point shooters. We have more playmakers. We have more depth than we did a year ago, <clears throat> specifically at the point guard spot, uh, which was tough for Tommy to log such long minutes last year uh, without a true point guard behind him. So uh, we're excited about the, the construction of the team and then the personalities. And I will tell you, and you know me now, as we head into year three, my, my culture is really important to me. Uh, and that, that we don't compromise our standards uh, when it comes to recruiting high character, high integrity people that fit the academic mission of the university. We've always done well in those areas, but I will tell you, as we head into year three, I think this is the best job we've done as a staff to, um, uh, uh, with regard to, to culture. And uh, really excited. The, the chemistry is excellent. Uh, the guys get along great. Um, and, um, you know, we're making progress each, each day, each week. There is a different feel every year when, especially when I get to walk into those first few practices, you kind of get the, the initial impression of each team. And, um, you know, last year, I remember there was just a lot of energy uh, in the building and guys were excited to get rolling this year. There feels like a lot of uh, positivity in the building. I mean, the way guys pick each other up after drills, uh, the way guys are encouraging each other during, you know, individual work or just before practice starts or whatever it is. Uh, and the thing that's cool about it and talking about establishing the culture among the the group that you've got uh, coming in or returning this year, you've got three seniors or above. Basically, you've got uh, Isaiah Otto Ankara who came over from UTSA. Uh, you've got Jackson Brentley who transferred in from Utah, and you've got Tommy Bruner, your fifth year student uh, who's in his second year now here in Denver. Um, aside from that, everybody else is a junior or younger. So establishing and continuing that culture uh, seems to be something that. Uh, should be, I don't want to say easy, but knowing that you've got such a group of young guys who can continue to build on that, that's got to be exciting. You know, uh, retention is an evasive word or elusive word in college basketball now. And it's something that every coach uh, certainly spends a great deal of time on. And, you know, honestly, your your retention plan should be 24-7. You know, you're caring about your young people and your, your student athletes as people all the time. And, um, uh, you know, we certainly do that. And when, when you bring that up, what that speaks to me on is, is retention for the following year. Can we do a good job? Can we, can these kids have a great experience here at the university of Denver off the floor in the classroom? Can they have a good experience on the basketball court? Can we continue to make progress as a program? And if the answers to the, to those questions are yes, then we're looking at a, a potentially at a situation where we return almost the entire team. Uh, 
which would just be tremendous. And, you know, honestly, when you look at the best teams in our league, that's what they do. Right. Oral Roberts, when they went undefeated last year, they returned the whole group. Uh, uh, two years ago, th South Dakota State had a group of fifth and sixth year seniors, um, as crazy as that sounds. And and that's the goal for everybody to to get old and to stay old, quite honestly, in this era. As you look at the, the favorite in our league this year, it's got to be South Dakota State. South Dakota State managed to retain all of their top players last year. Um, you know, which which kudos to them. Uh, yeah, that's a very difficult thing to do. And um, uh, you know, that's that's why they're picked at the top of the league. They're very talented players coming back. We're going to break down this roster in our second segment today. We'll kind of go, you know, class by class. Um, but to talk about this roster as a whole, coach, you mentioned, especially I think the the guard situation is much improved this year. Uh, as you noted, Tommy Bruner doesn't have to be the single guy um, who really is going to be running that point position all year. Uh, you've also got a, a bona fide seven footer uh, and a guy who I know you guys are really excited about and Isaiah Carr who transfers in from Grand Canyon. He's from Las Cruces, New Mexico, a sophomore. Um, but, you know, I've already heard raving good stuff about Devin Carney, who's a redshirt freshman, DeAndre Craig, who's your uh, true freshman from Illinois, uh, Josh Lee, who comes in as a sophomore. Um, just as far as the roster construction goes, what do you like most? You mentioned the depth uh, and additional um, few threats from three-point range. Um, you know, learning everything that you have your first couple of years, what excites you most about this year's group? Yeah, you, you know, I think to answer that question, you have to take a look at what are the areas of deficiency a year ago. And as I mentioned, I thought it was three-point shooting, playmaking, passing, uh, handling the ball against pressure. And those were all areas we addressed. So to answer the question, uh, we, we have a very, very deep three-point shooting team this year. And, you know, one of the tough things for Tommy a year ago was that we didn't and we weren't able to spread the floor. And Tommy's so good at getting to the hip of his defender and getting into the paint, creating for himself, for himself and his teammates. But when you can't spread the floor, all of those defenders are sitting in the gaps. And even though Tommy beats his initial defender off the bounce, he's he's looking at secondary defenders who are staring him in the face in the gaps. So this year, I don't think teams will be able to play that way. If they do, we'll have wide open three-point shots, uh, which will be tremendous for this team. Uh, and if the defense is stretched like we think it will, uh, Tommy should have a very, very successful year. He had a tremendous offseason. Uh, he's gotten in the best shape of his life. And, um, uh, you know, he he certainly is a potential first-team all-conference player and a candidate for player of the year in the conference. I uh, have heard of so many guys on this roster who really just attacked the weight room over the off season, uh, got some, you know, really good work over the off season. And we'll talk about uh, one of those guys in Toko Tynamo and what his off season was like. You say best shape of his life. I'm always in the same shape of my life, which is just round, but to have seen all of these guys really get after it over the off season, especially the returning guys, what does that do to further um, the, the goals and the aims and the culture of what you want to accomplish? You know, it's great programs do that. And, you know, the, these guys, we've worked hard. We have a dedicated strength coach in, in Evan Morton in our program. And he works with the, these guys in the offseason is his time. It's his time to make gains. And, and for guys, we just don't put weight on players. That's not what we're looking for. You know, it's it's putting good weight on. It's, it's putting muscle mass on. It, it's uh, getting leaner. So, you know, it, it might be five pounds for one player, 
but he might be leaner. He might be tremendously stronger. He might be quicker. He might be faster. So, you know, everybody's different. And, and we work with Evan to develop programs where, you know, our individual needs in the, in the weight room and physically are met. And, uh, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's very different. It's just not putting weight on where guys just become bigger and slower. And uh, the guys have added very good weight. In Tommy's case, he came here last summer, uh, a, a year ago last summer, with an injury uh, in his toe. And he, he wasn't in, in great shape because of the injury. He was inactive for about six months. And Tommy started with us, and his, his body fat uh, measurement was about 15%. He's down to, uh, I think Tommy's down to about 5% uh, body fat, which is just tremendous and speaks volumes on the on the hard work that he's put in, but um, all the guys have. And uh, it, it's such a key component to their success. And, you know, quite honestly, th this is what everybody's doing, you, you know, and, um, you know, we do tell them, uh, you know, as we work in the off season, uh, you, you better be going above and beyond what everybody else in the league is doing. Um, you know, if you want to have uh, positive results. So uh, we had a very good off season. I roomed with Evan on the road during the season. Why didn't I just like have him beat the heck out of me to get me in shape for my wedding? I should have done that coach. <laughs> well, it probably meant getting up at five 30 or six in the morning. <laughs> that's a good All right. That's why I didn't do it. That's uh, yeah. That, uh, now I remember. Uh, all right. We're going to talk about this roster a little bit more when we return already having some fun as we kick off the 2023, 24 basketball season coming up on Monday, the Denver pioneers on the road at UC San Diego. We'll preview that and uh, talk about this 2023, 24 schedule as well with pioneers, head men's basketball coach, Jeff Wolbrin. My name is Tyler Mon more next on one Oh four, three to fan. Denver Gymnastics season tickets are the best value in town and the entertainment is priceless. And a stuck landing. That was a beautiful routine. I don't know where the judges are going to take any deductions on that. Learn more about DU Gymnastics offerings at denverpioneers.com or social media outlets. Sunday fun in Magnus Arena, Denver's home of college sports. Yeah, so it's picture perfect. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened, fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Here's Lorenz, has Devine in the slot, he scores! The best college hockey rival game in the country is Friday, November 3rd in Magnus Arena on the DU campus. DU will host the CC Tigers, puck drop set for 7 p.m. Tickets will go fast, so plan ahead. Wear white and cheer on your hometown DU Pioneers. Tickets are available at denverpioneers.com. Let's go DU, beat CC. Continuing along on 104.3, the Fan HD3. It's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show with Pioneers Head Men's Basketball Coach Jeff Wolbrin talking uh, Pioneer hoops for this 2023-24 season from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios and presented by Johnson Financial Group. My name is Tyler Mon. Uh, Coach, we are, as I noted when we got started, we're five days away from hitting the road uh, for our first trip of the season. Um, so let's go through this group. I mentioned the the three veteran guys that you've got uh, in Tommy Bruner, your returning guard, a fifth-year student, uh, Isaiah Ottoway, 
Bankra, who came from UT San Antonio, and Jackson Brenchley, uh, who transfers in from Utah. Those three guys, I know Tommy obviously very well after year one. Jackson came over and introduced himself the first day that I was at practice. Uh, Isaiah, I have already seen some pretty impressive stuff from in practice. Uh, what do you like about those three, all three of them coming in uh, to really be your leadership group as guards this year? You know, with Jackson, he gives us so much, and this was by design. He has four years' experience as a player in the University of Utah basketball program where he competed in the Pac-12. You know, he faced Pac-12-level players for four years in practice. Um, he uh, uh, played against high-level competition NBA players during his game action. Uh, a little like Lucas Kasunas from a year ago, Tyler. You know, he didn't get the opportunity that he wanted. In Lucas's case, it was Stanford. They played different positions. But in in, uh, in Jackson's case, it, uh, uh, he felt that uh, our program was an opportunity for him to uh, play significant minutes and be a significant contributor uh, to the team. And we certainly, you know, presented it as such. I, I think in addition to getting a very experienced player who has faced great competition, who has tremendous habits, you know, Jackson is 25 years old. Uh, he went on a mission when he was uh, uh, when he graduated high school. Um, so it, it's he, just the life experiences alone and the level of maturity. Jackson's married and been married for over a year. Uh, you know, I think those life experiences are are so valuable uh, in terms of maturity and experience and leadership within our team and. Uh, Jackson will contribute in all of those areas in addition to contributing very significantly on the basketball court. He's a uh, he's a very good three-point shooter, but uh, he's, he's very good off the bounce. He can get to the paint. He's strong enough to finish against a secondary defender. He's going to get to the foul line. Um, he's very unselfish. You know, we 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 chart stats in the in the summertime in the eight weeks that we're together. And as I looked through that, the stats were during live action. He was like second in defensive rebounds, second in assists, second in fewest turnovers. It's it second in three-point field goal percentage. It, it he just does a lot of things at a pretty high level, and um, and that's why he's going to be such a significant contributor to our team. So uh, he's going to give us a lot. His experience will will really help our basketball team. You know that the next player you mentioned, uh, Isaiah Otto Ankra. Um, he's a transfer, has a great story, started as a walk-on, earned a scholarship, started at the University of Houston basketball program, earned a scholarship at Texas San Antonio, uh, became a, a, a very significant contributor to their program a year ago. He's just gotten better and better and better uh, every year, and he is an elite level three-point shooter. He, he is someone that you think can shoot 40% or better from three for us this year. Uh, does it at a high, high level, but he is, he is a wonderful teammate. And, and boy, I, I, you know, I know that the, the objective is to win games and, and uh, you know, <laughs> shoot threes effectively handle the ball and continue to progress the program. But, you know, you, in his case, he's going to help us significantly on the court, but what, what an awesome teammate. He just, we ask our guys to provide energy, effort, and enthusiasm every day. Uh, he never has to be reminded of that. He's so selfless, uh, just such a, a, a good, solid young man. Uh, he got his degree in three years. He, he, we will have him for two years, Tyler. He's um, he's working on his graduate degree. He's working on a master's degree. 
uh, here at Denver, which will be a two-year process, and he has two more years of eligibility. So uh, really excited with uh, with what he brings to to our team as well. Um, was the other player you mentioned Isaiah Carr? Uh, I it was not. It was Tommy. But we've already talked oh, about Tommy a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, Pioneers fans obviously very familiar with Tommy's game and what he does. Um, and Isaiah Carr is the other guy who, you know, I mentioned before we, uh, went to break and he's really, I think for people around the league, especially look at this Denver team. I think he presents such a dynamic threat. He's a bona fide seven footer. He's listed at seven foot two forty. uh, aside from just the interior presence that he brings, I know he can shoot. He can, he can hit threes. Um, what, what about him drew you guys to him? You know, uh, we recruited him out of high school. Uh, he's from Las Cruces, New Mexico. And we went to a, an event. Um, uh, it, I guess it was the the spring as he was heading into his senior year. Um, and we, we really liked him. And within a week, he committed to Grand Canyon. And um, he was going to be redshirted there. And they got hit with a, a rash of injuries. And they took him off the redshirt, started him for about six games, and when those guys got healthy, um, he uh, he didn't play nearly as much. So uh, when when he decided to enter the portal, we certainly remembered him. And I will tell you, after coaching him for eight weeks in the summertime and in the fall now, uh, he's a seven footer who has terrific hands. He catches everything that you throw to him. Uh, he's an above the rim threat. Uh, he moves extremely well. I've always thought that when, when you look at bigs there are three qualities or three traits that they need to have to be really good players. And one is great hands. And Isaiah has that Two are great feet. And the third one, and most importantly is a big heart and just the willingness to compete, the willingness to learn, uh, to be a good student of the game and um, uh, have a bas good basketball IQ and implement the things that are taught to him. And he's certainly doing that. He's shown a tremendous amount of improvement in the time that he's been here. Um, it, you know, with bigs, sometimes they mature physically at, at a little slower pace, maybe than guards. And uh, I've always coached post players uh, during my career as an assistant coach and uh, very in tune with with their development and the qualities that that make great post players. Uh, he's going to continue to progress this year. And I think as he progresses, that will be directly tied to our team's progression he will have a tremendous impact on that. And uh, he's improving. He's getting better. He's really efficient around the basket. In time, uh, I think Isaiah is going to become a, a high-level rebounder. He's improving in the time that uh, we've been with him. We've got to get him to pursue the ball a little more. I think he he's approaching, I, I guess, a, a status of being an excellent offensive rebounder. And uh, he's just, he's a sponge. He's, he's trying to get better. He's competing harder. He's got himself in better physical condition. Um, he, he's going to be a viable uh, part of our offense as we enter this year. And he's a true seven footer. And, and boy, he's going to collapse defenses. And when he rolls off ball screens, the, the weak side of the defense is going to tag him to stop him from getting to the rim, which in turn should open up threes if they do that. And if they don't, he'll be an above the rim threat for us. So um, really excited about his progress. You know, as, as you look at Isaiah, you, theoretically, we have him for three more years. He could be a player in the next two years to be the best center in the Summit League. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. He's part of that sophomore group this year. We're going to talk more about them 
Uh, this team is is heavy on sophomores and juniors. And uh, for your juniors, it's a lot of guys who we have watched develop over their first two plus years now. Uh, in addition to, you know, one newcomer in Tyson Garf, who's a transfer from Salt Lake Community College. But you look at this group that we've really watched over the last couple of years, Pedro Lopez San Vicente uh, from the Canary Islands in Spain, Telco Tynamo from Helsinki, Finland, uh, and Drake Muller you get back this year. In addition to Carlos Fuentes, who's been a walk-on, uh, Drake has missed essentially the last two years, basically, of basketball. Um, but I know, you know, over this offseason, sounds like Pedro made some big gains. Toko Tynamo gets to go play in the World University Games for Finland, which I know seemed like a, a massive step for him, uh, just in terms of being around that level of basketball on that stage. Uh, tell me about this group. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to hear you talk and you, you've kind of broken them into seniors, juniors, sophomores. So on. That's the way it used to be. Right. You know, and now it is you- very much not. Oh, you, yeah. you know, in the past, you, you built a program and, and you always had an eye on how many kids you had in your junior class and your sophomore class. And you never wanted to run into a situation where you, you know, might have to replace six guys in one year. And as we, we alluded to, the, the landscape has changed. That's where, a regular, you know, that's a, that's a low bar now <laughs> replacing six guys every off season. Right. It feels like in college basketball. Yeah. Well, Toko is probably the, the, the guy that, uh, he's proven, uh, you know, a little like Tommy as we enter this season. Um, uh, he's done it before. Uh, he averaged double figures a year ago. He was our leading rebounder a year ago. Um, he played 12 games for the World University, Finland's World University team, 12 games in China. Uh, tremendous experience and his numbers were great. He's just, he's done what he's done each of his three years here. He's gotten better. He's He's going to be a double figure scorer for us. I think now he can put the ball on the floor at a much higher level than he did a year ago. He's a real threat, especially against big guys that guard him, uh, to to put the ball on the floor and create for himself or or even his teammates. He's a good passer. Um, he's uh, he's continued to improve his rebounding. He's just he's always been poised, but there's a level of experience and a level of maturity when he's on the court. He just. He understands the game at a very high level. And, and watching him last year, you know, he moves very well without the ball. He, he cuts to the basket when, uh, you know, he gets the back of the, the head of his defender. And um, he's going to help this team in so many ways. And and we need him to, you know, as I said, Tommy and Toko have done it before at a high, high level. Uh, they've been 20 point scorers. I think that in, in Toko, and I'm trying to, uh, preach this to him on a daily basis. He's got to be a guy who averages double figure rebounds. You, you know, that, that would uh, separate himself and really put him in an elite level category in our league. Uh, if he averaged double figures and um, he, I, I, I believe he's going to make a run at that. And um, he's just, he can hurt you in so many ways. We had a, we've had two scrimmages. Uh, our first one, he was four or five from threes. You know, how nice is that? So when he plays with Isaiah Carr, Toko's at the four. And when he's when Toko's at the five, you have five three-point shooters on the floor, which really stretches the defense. And now for our guys like Tommy, there's no one protecting the hole, uh, which which really makes it an offense that's difficult to guard. 
this is going to be a really fun team in 2023-24, and uh, I'm pretty excited to get out uh, with this Pioneers team on the road this week. Coming up uh, on Monday, the Pioneers open at UC San Diego. Coach, I I talked us out of time today, uh, so everybody's just got to join us for Pioneer pregame coming up on Monday as the Pioneers get rolling against UC San Diego. Uh, the Tritons, that game is coming up on Monday evening. It's 8.30 Mountain Time tip-off for that one on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Uh, I'll be back with Coach. We'll be talking about uh, kicking off this season and can't wait to get rolling. I'm going to see you down there later today for practice. I'm going to bother you guys this week, but yeah. So, you know, all those complaints about going to South Dakota or North Dakota <laughs> in the dead of winter, you know, you're, you're going to San Diego with, with I was going to say, uh, I, that's uh, uh we have different. to take the, we got to take the good with the, with the uh, cold, I guess. Uh, we're also going to Mobile, Alabama coming up uh, later on in the month, which I'm excited for because uh, that's Hank Aaron's hometown. And uh, you and I both baseball guys, Hank Aaron's childhood home is like a museum there. So I'm, I'm taking part of one of those days and I'm going to check that out. That'll be nice. Uh, out, you know, you know Tyler, uh, one thing I'd like to say, and uh, you know, to all the, the Denver fans, uh, we did a very nice job last year. The, the program continued to make progress we made progress in terms of attendance. Um, you know, we we doubled what we did the first year. I'd, I'd love for that to happen again. I, I'd love for our fans to come out and support this group of young men um, as, a, as our program strives to continue to make progress and compete in the upper tier of our conference and, and compete for a championship. So uh, the, the attendance and the uh, the the atmosphere at our home games is extremely important, and uh, we sure appreciate the fans that come out to support us. Hey, 11 wins two years ago, 15 wins last year. The program is on an upward trajectory, and you can get your tickets at DenverPioneers.com. He's the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn. Coach, uh, we'll see you later today. We'll see you later this week, and uh, can't wait to get rolling with you. Yeah, either can I. Thanks, Tyler. Looking Appreciate forward. it, Coach. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show, my name is Tyler Mom. We'll catch you next time on 104.3 The Fan. Seven seconds to go. Toko Dynamo screens for him. Tommy down the lane. Right-handed layup. Good. And at halftime, it is a 19-point lead. Denver basketball will hit the hardwood in early November. Reserve your season tickets in Hamilton Gym to cheer on your DU Pioneers. Tickets start at only $59 for the season. Visit denverpioneers.com to learn more. Denver's home of college sports. Let's go, DU. Is that the sound of an ooey, gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened, fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like.